We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Bardwell. To hear more, please use our media player at PCAChurch.com and join us every Sunday at 1030 at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City. Now join us for the following message. some more symptoms so she immediately requested another brain scan and she was just almost positive that there was going to be more cancer but praise God we had been praying and that brain scan came back that there was no cancer said 
other doctors and I have met with the hospital and he said, we are going to pick up your treatment. And if your insurance continues to deny, you will not have to pay a dime for this. But I want to tell you something. I sent Sandy a text message and I said, Sandy, they're still denying it. And I believe that was on Thursday. And she sent back the most unusual response. She said, you have no idea how much God loves her. And I thought, well, that's weird. You're supposed to tell me it's going to happen, you know, or whatever. You know. And it's all, you know, everything's going to be great. And I, so I, I stopped a moment and I said, Lord, that's right. You love her more than I could ever possibly love her. And you want the best for her, her more than I want the best for her. And so that was that still small voice on Wednesday that was trying to tell me, I got this, darling. I got this, but I got a different way that I'm going to work it. You're praying that the insurance company is going to change their mind and they're going to take care of this. But I got a better plan. And you know, we forget that God is in control of our lives if we truly seek Him like we're supposed to. But I want to tell you something that's just been burning in my spirit for months. And Pastor preaching these series that he's preaching is just right on target, I have no doubt in my heart, that we, the people, the believers of Jesus Christ and his word have been living so far below what we are intended to be living. God does not intend for us to not stand and see the manifestation of his word in our lives. If it says we're healed, we're healed. If it says that we are to prosper, we're to prosper. I'm telling you, we have let the devil beat us down for so long that we have become comfortable with the fact that we're supposed to settle for what he dishes out. But we are not to settle people. We are not the tail. We are the head. We are not the defeated. We are the victorious. And I'm telling you, it's a time for, the, for us and believers to begin to arise and to take our rightful place in the kingdom of God. It's time that we decide that we are not going to be denied what the word of God says about us. Amen. What do I need to say after that? That's good preaching, Miss Darlene. We're going to believe God to complete that which He starts. He's faithful to complete what He starts. I have a 45-minute message. I have 11 minutes. I will preach a 45-minute message in 10. Empowered. Growing up as a preacher's kid, we would go to a lot of people's houses. And on the way to their houses, I would get a speech every time from my mom. On the way to the house in the car, she would say things like this. Now, Dwayne, when we get there, you do not ask for anything. Don't ask for a glass of water. Don't ask for cookies. Don't say you're hungry. Don't ask for anything. Giving that speech. How many of you received the speech going to somebody? Don't you dare ask them for anything. Growing up in school, 
I realized that if you raised your hand to ask a question, everybody looked at you as if you were the, the teacher's pet or the nerd. So we had lots of questions, but nobody would ask because they didn't want anybody to think they were weird, right? And then at your job, if, if they give you some kind of new information, you're supposed to just, yes, I got it. And if you go to ask a question about your work, goes, what a dummy, what an idiot. Come on, be, be smart, be sharp, don't ask questions. So our whole lives we've been taught, at least I have, don't ask questions. Don't bring attention to yourself. And yet the Word of God tells us the exact opposite. I think my message, Miss Darlene, is part two of your message. The power of asking. James chapter 4 verse 1 says this. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? The, the word fight means contentions. Why are there contentions among you? The word quarrels is talking about argument. So why are there contentions and arguments among you? I've seen lots of relationships destroyed because of contentions and arguments. I've seen lots of churches destroyed because of contentions and arguments because we have our own desires. We want our way. God says that brings nothing. James chapter 4 verse 2. You desire but you do not have. Look at this. So you kill. Wow, that's a strong word for not getting what you want. You covet but you cannot get what you want. You quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. We don't have because we do not ask. We covet what other people have. We, 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 we desire and yet we get nothing. People are walking around today. Christians are getting nothing. James 4.3 When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives. That you may spend what you get on your own pleasures. So there's two things happening. First of all, people are not asking. I just don't want to ask. You know why? Because here's, here's what I've heard people say. Well, if God wants to give me something, He knows where I am, He'll just give me what I need. No, He won't. Well, if, if God wants, no, no, God wants you to ask. How many of you are going to go through the drive-thru this week and just sit there? <laughs> well, if they know what I want, they know what I need. I'm just going to sit here. You're going to get hungry. You know why? Because at the drive-thru, you push the button, and if they don't hurry up and answer, you're already knowing, here's what I want. Now, I want a number three supersizing, man. I want a supersonic drink. I want this, I want that. And we ask, and what do we do? Receive. The reason why some of you are married today is because somebody asked. The reason why Sandy and I are married is because... She asked. <laughs> she asked. And I, being a man of wisdom, said yes. But some people don't even ask. If you don't ask, you will not receive. And then some people ask, but they ask with the wrong motive. You see, a lot of times we want to get blessed by God simply to receive blessings. Wrong motive. The reason why God wants to bless us, and listen, all the scriptures are about God are about abundance. 
Miss Darlene, you are right on task. Everything that God wants, He wants to pour and lavish His love upon His children. When my kids needed something from me, they would ask me. As their father, I would determine, is it going to benefit them? If it did, I would give them what they asked. Our Heavenly Father, He says, if your earthly father's not to give good gifts, how much more do I? Our Heavenly Father, when we ask, if He knows it will benefit us, He will give it to us. But He doesn't give it to us just to bless us. We get blessed so that we become a blessing. You see, the reason why a lot of people ask is selfish motives. Well, I want a brand new car. Why? For myself. Well, what if God wanted you to have a brand new car so you could bring somebody to church? Well, I want a house. Why? Maybe God wants you to have a house so you could host a small group. But no, I just want a house so I can just sit in it. It's all for me. No, 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 no. God gives His people blessings. He says, I'm going to open the windows of heaven, pour out blessings you cannot contain. Why? So you can be a blessing to somebody else. Why does He empower us with the Holy Spirit? So that we can just feel good? Get doodads? Speak in tongues? No. He empowers us with the Holy Spirit Blesses us so that we can do what? Become a witness of what God has done in our lives. We bless other people. Miss Darlene blessed me this morning with a testimony. Thank you so much. You could have just kept that to yourself, but God gave it to you so you can be a blessing and encourage somebody else. Today, whatever God has given to you, He doesn't give it to you so that you contain it among yourselves. He gives it to you so then you can bless somebody else. Right. We, we, we got some vegetables the other day. We got some peppers the other day. Why? I didn't plant them. I didn't grow them. I didn't pick them. But somebody got blessed and they blessed us. We in turn, we couldn't eat it all. We blessed a few other people. I'm not going to let it rot. I'm not going to let it go to waste. Why? Because I get blessings. I bless somebody else. We, we've got to understand that God wants to bless you. Everything in God's word is blessing. Everything in God's word wants to pour upon you. Rivers of living water pouring out of your bellies. He says, I want to give it back to you. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. Everything about God is abundance. John 10, 10. I've come to give you life and give it to you to the full. And so many times we want to contain it on ourselves. We empower to ask, but we ask with the wrong motive. The wrong motive. Sometimes people even blame God because He doesn't do things. Or because something happened in their life. Well, God did this. No. God is our source, not our strife. He's not the one who's causing things he is the one who takes things that happen and causes them to turn about for good to them that love the Lord. So when we're going through something, we have to figure out, God, how are you going to cause this? And then how can I make this a blessing to somebody else? Sandy and I have a beautiful home. God blessed us with it. The other day we had almost 30 women in our home. Why? We have a board meeting come over to our house. And their wives and we have staff members come over. Why? We want our home to be a blessing to somebody else. 
We, we have a car, a vehicle that's 20 years old, still running. Why? So we can take trips in it. We took ladies to Waco and took the staff last week to Midlothian. God blesses people because they bless others. We've got to understand we've been empowered to ask God for the impossible. But some of us do not have because we do not ask. And then some ask, but with the wrong motive. Well, I, I want to win the lottery. Why? So that I can retire and y'all will never see me again. No, wrong motive. Oh, but pastor, I've been praying that I win the lottery and every time I've been praying for 30 years, I'll pray, I'll, I'll tithe, I promise I will. But what above that? How are you going to be a blessing? You see, everything in our life that God blesses us with is because we need to be a blessing to somebody else. The problem in our society today is we take and we hold on and we contain and say, God, you've given it to me and I'm going to hold on to it. And God goes, wait a minute, wrong motive here. I do not want to pour into something that will not pour out. We are rivers of living water. We are not stagnant ponds. We, we, we allow God to pour in and we pour out. Why has God blessed you with a good job? So you can buy all the things for yourself? No. He blessed you with a good job. So that you can bless in offerings and bless with missions and bless with other things. Bless other people. Because not everybody has that blessing. Why have you been blessed with good health? So you can do things for other people. Yesterday we had a great group of people up here working. Good, healthy people. And we got it done in extraordinary time. Why? Because. And why has God blessed us with the power to pray for the sick? So that we can just keep it to ourselves? No. The Bible tells us that we are to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Why? We become a blessing to somebody else. I want you to stand with me this morning. We are blessed to become a blessing. Some of you here today need God to do something in your life. You may say, well, why hasn't God done this? Have you asked? Well, God knows what I need. And if it's His will, then it will happen. Wrong. I was raised with that mentality. It's not biblical. Well, if God... No, no, no. How many of you know that God is a jealous God? He wants you to come to Him. We have pain. Our first response is appeal. We, we, we have sorrows. We don't know what to do. Our first response is a counselor. Psychiatrist. You know, what is the role of the counselor? Oh, wait a minute. That's the Holy Spirit, isn't it? Do you know how offended the Holy Spirit is that we go to another source besides Him for wisdom and counsel? Do you know how offended a healer is when we, our first response is to go to the doctors? Our first response is to say, God, I need you to heal my body. God, I trust you to touch my mind. I need, I need wisdom. James says if any man lacks wisdom, he will ask the Father who will give to all men liberally if we ask without doubting. The power of asking. I had a little kid this week run up to 
me and said, hey, pastor, can I have a hug from you? I said, yes. Gave him a hug. Later that day on the news, I saw where the president went to the Carolinas. And the president standing there, and there's a little boy there. And he, and he looked up at the president and said, hey, uh, he said, can, can I help you? And the little boy said, can I have a hug? I said, that just happened to me this morning at church. And the president gave the boy a hug. Why? He asked. Had he not asked, he would have never hugged the president. Had that little kid this, in, in daycare this week not asked me, I would have walked right by and not hugged him. I was a blessing because somebody asked. I got blessed because, you know how good it made me feel for a kid to want to hug an old guy like me? I'm serious. It made my day when I walked by this kid. We got little Bria and Bill here. Their little daughter, Ella, just made my day this morning. She ran up and hugged me. And I said, do you think I would look good with a bow in my hair? She looked at me like, no, I don't think so, Pastor. Hugs, affection from our Father. Because we ask. The power of asking. So real quick, we've already had a great altar call. I know it's time. I'm running out. I know that. Last thing I'm going to say. Fill in the blank. I need God to fill in the blank, whatever it is. I need God to fill in the blank. Now, have you been asking? Have you? Bow your heads with me for just a moment. Father, right now, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we ask everybody else in the world for everything. And we fail to run to you first. The author, the finisher of our faith. We ask every other source in the world before we ever come to you. God, whenever we face serious circumstances in life, we, we, our, our natural response because we've done it and all the other things that aren't so serious is to run somewhere else other than you. And Father, my point this morning I want to make to this congregation is God wants to bless you. He just wants you to ask somehow because they've never asked. You've never asked. You don't have it because you haven't asked. Others have asked but for the wrong reasons. God, today, Lord, may we come to you and ask. Whatever we have need of, ask. And then, Lord, if we've been asking for the wrong motives, may we stop. Say, Father, forgive me. My motive was selfish. My motive was wrong. And today I correct that motive. I come to you in the name of Jesus and ask. And Father, I pray that when we ask, that we will receive from you what benefits us and you will pour it into our life and we will see it and we will tell others and we will testify. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. And every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.